Welcome to the Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpole. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest. But before I introduce him, a quick word from today's sponsor. I am so excited about today's sponsor. I love all my sponsors. I think one of the great joys of doing this podcast is that really nice people on our side want to put their products on this on this website the podcast because they recognize that a they reach the right kind of people and b that, that, that it's actually got quite a reach this 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 podcast anyway i had a chat with the guy who produces this product before we before we did the podcast and he is totally one of us he's been awake he tells me his whole life even his father and his grandfather were awake that's how awake he is and he's got a great product it's my belief and i'm not a doctor but it is my belief that if everyone in the world had taken this product during covid as we were encouraged to call it nobody would have died of covid i can't prove that but i've got a strong suspicion anyway let me tell you about the product it's called nutra health 365 today's podcast is in association with nutra health 365 who manufacture a superb high potency vitamin d3 supplement called immune x365 as we approach winter your body's defenses are under constant attack from flu respiratory diseases and the common cold so now more than ever it is essential that you have a robust immune system and as we all know vitamin d3 plays an essential role in this immune x365 is an exclusive and unique formulation that combines effective levels of vitamins d3 c and this is key K2, as well as zinc and quercetin. This unique combination of nutrients ensures efficient bioavailability of D3, thereby giving your immune system an optimum boost. Take back your health with just two capsules of Immune X365 every day. For your peace of mind, all NutraHealth 365 orders come with free two-day tracked delivery. Go to NutraHealth365.com to get yours now. That's Nutra, N-U-T-R-A, Health365.com. You'll find the details below this podcast. Please support them. Please support all our sponsors. I'm sure it'll be good. Thanks a lot. Ed Dowd. It's so good to have you back on, on the, the Delling Pod. And I, I, I was just apologizing to you a second ago. and I'll do it again for having to get you up so early to record this. What what time is it in Hawaii? 6am. <sighs> I suppose, um, in my defence, it, it, it's kind of the deal living in Hawaii, isn't it? You, you live in a very weird time zone. If you want to speak to the rest of the world, you've got to kind of do this. Yeah, when I speak to Down Under, <clears throat> it's in the afternoon. When I speak to the UK, it's in the morning. When I speak... In New York, it's in the morning. We've got so much I want to talk to you about. Um, I, I, obviously, I, w- I want to talk about the latest updates on vaccine injuries and vaccine deaths, because, I mean, you've been on this since the beginning. But before we go there, I've got to ask you about Hawaii and about, is it is it pronounced Lahaina or Lahaina? Lahaina. Lahaina. What, I mean, what exactly happened that well, in your opinion look it, it doesn't matter what happened there they're going to try to steal the land that's what I'm, tr- I'm telling people to focus on because a lot of people get wrapped up in was it was it this was it that it wiped out the town 
And what we do know is uh, in disaster capitalism, which is a, uh, you know, this is a thing. There's books written on it. They come in and the developers in the state try to steal the land. So I'm trying to get everybody focused uh, and other people are trying to get everybody focused on. Let's prevent them from stealing the land. Take action for what's coming. Uh, it, to me, it looks like it was a uh, uh, an absurd failure in local government. Anything that could go wrong went wrong. It was. Uh, no water for the hydrants. Uh, there was a, you know, kerfuffle with the, the guy who controlled the water, didn't release it in time. The hydrants may not have worked. Uh, there was power uh, company issues. They turned the power off in the morning, but then turned it back on. Uh, transformers went down, started fires. It was a, Lahaina was an old town with lots of wood and propane tanks. So it was a tinderbox. People knew this for years. And uh, there's been arson fires on Maui for years. So it was a whole host of issues that went wrong. They didn't sound the tsunami warning alert, which is not only for tsunamis, it's for fires, terrorist attacks. They chose not to sound the alarm. Uh, the reason given was that there was a fire on the uh, bypass. There's two main roads in the Lahaina. The, the old road that goes down Front Street and, and the bypass they built about 10 years ago. And the bypass, there was a fire in the morning. So it, the excuse was they didn't want people running up to a fire, but that fire had been put out. Had been put out. So it was just a, a whole host of issues. The winds, there were 90-mile-an-hour winds. Those were real. I saw uh, videos of the winds. Um, it, was a, it was a confluence of two fronts. Every now and then we get these strange weather fronts that come in and cause wind shear off the mountains. So that's what happened. And there, were, there was a fire uh, on the other side of the island in uh, Kula, which is uh, halfway up the volcano. They had down power lines. So it looks like there was like an act of God, uh, but uh, lo total local government incompetence. And then, of course, a cover-up, because the, the dead and missing are probably going to be over a 1,000, many of which are children. The official de dead count uh, stands at 114. But that's, that's, just, that's just way too low. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 horrific. So you're you don't want to go anywhere near directed energy weapons. No, or anything I, like that. I have no evidence. I'm an evidence based guy. I have no evidence. Uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, misinformation. A lot of people were posting pictures of directed energy weapons, but the, the saying this is Lahaina. And, uh, you know, I, I search images pretty quickly on Google and found out there one was from Michigan. One was from you know, Spain. I mean, it's a joke. Uh, you know, if, if there had any, been any uh, actual photographs from Lahaina, I would have entertained it, but I haven't seen any. Right. Okay. And what about the people, sort of Oprah's house being remarkably preserved when others surrounding it were were burnt to a cinder? Is that no, is that true that, or that's, not? That's that's complete lie. She was um, on on the far end. She was far away from the fires. Right. There were fires. Up, That's interesting. There were fires in upcountry, but she was not near them. Okay. And, and her, so her, 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 her property, she owns acres and acres. So her property is uh, like in the middle of nowhere, honestly. And there's not a lot of, uh, um, she doesn't live in the wooded area. She lives more kind of in right. farm country. Okay. And what about the blue painted roofs thing? Uh, I have no, I, I don't even know what that is, uh, to be honest. <laughs> okay. That, no, because I, I, I trust you, Ed. I mean, a, a, lot of, a lot of people who 
who aren't aware of just how bad things are and about how evil the people who run the world are i kind of i you know i take i will take their takes on things with a pinch of salt but when i hear it from you you live in hawaii most of the time and you're you know you don't think the people in charge are good guys you know you you're fully aware of how devious they can be so if you say that that it might have been a natural event well, well I, that, I will say this also um john leake who works with uh dr peter mccullough came to maui his brother lives on maui he's doing some investigations and uh you know this could be more like a, a water rights issue that there was definitely water rights issues and could there have been uh, something that happened before that? Could there have been arson? We don't know. That's more likely is like, uh, rather than directed energy weapons, good old fashioned arson. Don't know. We have no evidence. But, it, it, you know, there's a, there's a famous movie called Chinatown about the L.A. water rights. It, seem, it yeah. seems to me it's, 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 it's more, it's more um, not as exciting as directed energy weapons, but there could there could have been some some, some nefarious play. We have no evidence, but that that seems more likely than than uh, laser beams from space. Okay, but you do have the guy who was what the head of the police in Vegas at the time of the no that that is the bizarre, sort of... and I agree that that's a coincidence that that I can't explain. That is uh, insane, and what did happen. What, what really infuriated a lot of local islanders is when this went down, they, they, shut, in, they shut access into Lahaina. They, blo they blocked the uh, highway in, and, uh, you know, aid couldn't get in there for several days. It, it didn't become a humanitarian crisis, but it could have, and they kept the blockade. And I think, I think that was the beginning of a cover-up of the deaths, because, um, you know, when you have over 1,000 people die or still missing, and lots of children uh, potentially dead, you know, anywhere from 100 to 200 to 400. Those are the numbers I keep hearing. Uh, you know, they were worried about um, riots and whatnot. So there was, I, I believe there was a cover-up uh, from the highest uh, part of the officialdom, not, not, the, not the first responders. I mean, the, the cops and the firefighters are just taking orders. And from what I heard about the firefight, uh, they, they, they didn't have any water, they tried to, their best ability to, you know, stop what was going on, but the, the, even they got overwhelmed. So first, first responders, I don't think are to blame. There was reports of a blockade of the, the, the escape route and a cop that supposedly was doing that, but he was taking orders. And there were, there were you understand, the, 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 self, the cell phone towers were down. There was no signals. The mayor didn't even know what the heck was going on uh, uh, on the island of Maui. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of just idiocy going on and and, and bad uh, bad command control structure. I think. I tell you what I don't get at all, um, and maybe you can try and explain it to me. Is the mechanism whereby the the state can somehow confiscate this land from people? How how does that work? How do they have any legal title? To let, I mean, even if you if if you own a property and you have it burned down or whatever, how how suddenly does it become the property of the the state of uh, yeah, Hawaii? Yeah, there are lawyers already uh, descending upon Lahaina to help the locals to uh, to fight that. I I have no idea how you can do that. That makes no sense to me. The governor gleefully uh, the day after 
said he's quoted saying that oh uh the state will definitely look to uh you know create some open air spaces quote unquote whatever that means yeah it's it's well as you say it's disaster capitalism and but 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 i a lot of people are sort of pinching themselves as they realize all around the world they realize that they don't necessarily have title to their their own property which they even if they paid off their mortgage that 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 central banks are finding ways of confiscating people's shareholdings that everything that that genuinely is as um klaus schwab says you you will know own nothing and be happy i mean are we approaching the, the end game of all this craziness? I mean, is, is, is Hawaii a kind of bellwether for what's going on? We'll see what happens. Uh, to be honest, um, there definitely seems to be a lot of nonsense afoot. There's been reports of arson in California. The, a lot of the fires uh, reportedly were intentionally set over the years. They, they, you know, the, the people have been arrested starting fires in California. Uh, so the question we, we have to ask is, you know, are, are these unscrupulous developers, you know, in, in league with government officials to, you know, burn people out and uh, develop new high rise hotels or just confiscate the land for government purposes? I mean, I, I, whenever the government's involved, I'm suspicious just just from the get go, because, yeah, because, you know, look, I think what, what we uh that's been going on for the last 50 years and it's only gotten bigger since the great financial crisis when the federal government expanded its, uh, its, uh, spending something that people don't understand in, in 1974, the total public debt, 33% was state and local, uh, since the great financial crisis, uh, total public debt, 90% is federal in the U S. So there's been a, an expansion of federal power. And that's what I think has been going on. Tyr- tyranny across the globe, since the, the drunken debt binge of all the, the global governments has expanded federal powers that be all over the place, and it's just grown into a monster. Yeah. Um, I, can I just ask you to explain um, a... Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> I had it called up. A tweet that you put out um, uh, six days ago. Let's have a look. Um, Wait, let me search. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, while I find it, I'll ask you a question in a different way. So I was having my hair cut the other day. And as usual, I tried to red pill the person who was cutting my hair. And I was asking her about the vaccines and stuff. And I was explaining to her that, that you know, the government lied to her about everything. And, and the the thing that she couldn't grasp was why governments and also why the kind of the capitalist let's be let's be kind and call them elites why would they be they be interested in destroying the the global economy i mean you know aren't they supposed to be acting in the interests of you know prosperity and stuff it, it it's a problem isn't it that that for want of a better word normies have trouble accepting that there are that the higher ups are are genuinely out there to get them how how would you how would you explain this to somebody like that well not everybody knows what's going on and they're compartmentalized when covid hit and uh the covid economy uh started to form basically 
lockdowns destroying uh, middle class businesses at the ex- and you know it was all very weird uh, strange to us that big box companies were allowed to stay open but they were essential but mm. mom and pop shops were not and you would go to a Costco with hundreds of people uh, but you couldn't go into a store where there were three people because you might get COVID but it, that made no sense so that's that seemed like so a deliberate uh, squashing of middle class businesses at the expense of large corporations. So of course they were on board. Maybe not understanding, uh, they vaccinated themselves. They all they all vaccinated themselves and their own employees. So they went along with that. There was just this um, uh, land grab in the form of monies and uh, and power. So a lot of people once once it once it got, the ball started rolling. A lot of people jumped on board to profiteer and make money, not understanding that perhaps they're injecting themselves with poison. So not everybody who was involved knew the full scope of what was going on. So they went along with it because they, they stood the, the benefit. And, 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 you know, I know lar- there are CEOs of large companies that took the vaccine. They didn't get saline solution and now they're concerned. So this is it just really, yeah, it just seems to me that this was, this was just a, uh, you know, uh, a plan if there was a plan to poison the population they poison a lot of their own folks so you got to also understand that uh Pfizer has been you know uh pumping out uh unsafe drugs and the pharmaceutical industry has been pumping out un- unsafe drugs for decades so this was nothing new for them this one just happens to be absolutely abomination uh the safety signals in the in the clinical trials were ridiculous they should have shut down the trial by their old standards, which which weren't that great, anyways. Yeah, I want to go into, into more detail about that in a moment. I, I finally found this tweet that I wanted to ask you. Okay, so this was six days ago. You said today the U.S. has a two trillion dollar structural deficit. Dot com bubble was corporate fraud. Great financial crisis was banking systemic fraud. The next crisis question mark central bank and government fraud so and then you say it's the nature of blowing bubbles the excesses get bigger and bigger as do the frauds um is this the final fraud and 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 how big is it going to be well it's the final fraud for this current monetary system so what people need to understand about uh fractional reserve banking is and 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 how the dollar when, when someone says the fed is printing money they're printing money, but there's a, there's debt associated with that money. So we, we have a debt-based fiat system. So for every dollar that's printed, there's a corresponding debt. So the system needs constant credit creation because it's a it's a multi-generational Ponzi scheme. It's just the system, and it's not no. it's not the amount of debt. It's the constant flow. So eat, so you you need constant flow and a growth rate in credit to keep the whole thing going. And right before COVID, that was uh, starting to teeter. And then COVID, when it came, whether it was a plan or a coincidence, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. COVID, COVID was a war, and it saved the global economy because it gave governments cover to create new debt and spend boatloads of money. And I told you after the great financial crisis, all the global governments stepped in to the breach and spent money to save their economies. But what happened as a result of that? Government budgets grew and those relying on the government grew. So government federal power has grown since the financial crisis. So I, I just told you that since 
the great financial crisis, all public debt in the U.S., and this has probably occurred throughout the world, um, you know, 90% of it is the federal government, as opposed to 1974, where 66% of it was the federal government. So the federal government, in the, at least in the U.S., has grown uh, as a percent of total uh, public debt and taken power, and the, uh, they control the states because a lot of the states get federal goodies. So, so this is so what? So if fraud is going to occur, it's going to occur where they blow the bubble, and the bubble went from banking to governments and central banks. So that's where the fraud is. It just is the nature of the business. So now we have uh, central banks and global governments teetering on the brink of. Uh, um, debt collapse, and it's not going to be the U.S. that goes first. It's going to be some some other country somewhere that goes kaboom, and this is eventually going to get expressed in currencies. So there'll be current there's there's going to be currency issues at starting all over the place, meaning currencies get devalued versus the dollar, and uh, it'll and it's going to cause war because that's the nature of the nature of this system. It, it creates uh, wars. Well, isn't it the other way around? Isn't it? Isn't it rather that they that the people pulling the strings start the wars in order to to give cover? For- well, they need the war to. So it's well, a lot of people in finance understand this. For bank, the banking system writ large around the globe, it's it's called inflate or die. Deflation is the bane of all existence for bankers, but it, it's actually good for the common man because prices go down. But when prices go down, collateral goes down. When collateral goes down, you go bankrupt. So that we've had a constant series of inflations, and wars usually kick us out of inflation. After the Great Depression, World War II saved the global economy and reinflated. Then we had the Vietnam War, and just, it's a cycle of wars. We had the Afghanistan, Iraqi War, then we had the COVID War. The next war, they're going to need a war so big, it's going to have to be World War III without nukes and or an alien invasion to justify the spending they need. Because without the spending, you have, you, have a, you have deflationary pressures which cause bankers to get very nervous. So it's, whether they plan them or that they happen because of the system, I don't know. But let, let's talk about what's going on in, in, in uh, Israel and uh, Palestine. Yeah, that's... that's right on time. Right on time. Uh, Funny that. And... and uh, Right in, in an area where, uh, uh, you know, it's so controversial, it's going to create a lot of emotion and uh, rage, which it is. I look on Twitter every day and there are people screaming at each other about what's going on. And uh, it has the potential to drag in you know, the U.S. and Iran and start a global war, potentially. And it's going to cause oil prices to go up. And uh, there's already suspicion uh, super early. I've seen some Twitter accounts. I've read some articles uh, that how does the the how do the intelligence agencies of the world not know that Hamas is going to do this? You, you know, uh, there is reports on the ground in Israel that the borders were wide open. Uh, former people that w- were in the military said, you know, a cat can't cross the Gaza Strip border without alarm bells going off. Uh, that, that something very suspicious occurred. So was this was this Israel's Pearl Harbor where they knew it was coming and they let it happen anyways? We, we don't know, but it, it, there, there's, an, there's enough smoke around this to suggest that uh, they probably, you know, Netanyahu and his folks probably were very happy this happened. It, you got to ask the question, yeah. qui bono, who benefits? 
And it's not the Palestinian normal people or the, the, the normal Israeli people. It's Hamas and the Israelis government that benefits because they both get money because people are going to fund, yeah. fund each side. I've seen a lot of, as you say, there is a lot of smoke around. I've even seen commentary from people who you would think be on kind of our side of the argument who say that it was a, it's a complete myth that Israel's security and defense capabilities were as great as, 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 as we say, and that, no, we shouldn't be surprised that they were taken by surprise. And I'm thinking, well, this just sounds like bullshit to me. Um, but it's gonna. We're gonna. I, I suspect we're gonna get this for a well until until the actual Third World War breaks out. Well, let's talk. And let's it is, let's it talk is, about intelligence agencies and their abilities to, or, or, or militaries and their abilities to eradicate threats. I'm sure you remember. Uh, starting around 2014, 15, 16, there was ISIS, and I remember watching this ISIS story unfold. And it, and and you know they. They had a whole infrastructure. They were transporting oil. They, you know, they, it was their own. And I said to myself, we have the greatest intelligence agency and military in the world. We could take out ISIS in five minutes if we wanted to, but we didn't want to because it justified spending and budgets. I mean, you could, I, ISIS could be taken out in a heartbeat. And then, you know, Trump gets in and ISIS disappears. I suspect ISIS disappeared because we stopped Trump. Uh, inadvertently stopped funding ISIS because I think we I think the, the the CIA in the U.S. was funding ISIS. That's my personal yeah. opinion. So th these things can't exist without the blessing of the governments, and the governments need conflict to justify their existence. I, something very weirds happened. I don't know whether you've noticed um, in the media that Ukraine which was the number one topic of conversation, certainly in the foreign pages of every newspaper, has kind of disappeared off the map. Suddenly it's, it's, it's vanished in, in, in the same way that influenza did in, in, the, in the year of COVID. This, this influenza disappeared, and, and so, so is Ukraine. What, why could that be? Well, so Ukraine is interesting because uh, it was starting to become apparent to many people, and there was enough people in Congress and the Senate that didn't want to fund this anymore. Primarily because it, it, it's becoming clear to everyone that, that you, the Ukraine war is a, a ginormous grift uh, for a lot of individuals and people who benefit from it. And it was, uh, a for, they wanted to create another forever war. So this, this news item wipes that debate off the map. It also wipes the debate that I'm involved in, which is COVID vaccines and the deaths and, uh, and injuries. Mm. So it takes care of two problems, vaccines and Ukraine. And now everyone's focused on this. And, Do you and, think, and don't sorry. forget, when they, when, when they are going to fund Ukraine, they're going to tie it to Israel support. So now, now if, you're, if you're a congressman that was against Ukraine, you're going to be presented with a bill that has both fundings. And so if you oppose it based on Ukraine, you're, they're going to say, oh, you don't support Israel. So, you know, this is what they do. Do, do you think... The, the the plan was um, to, to, to uh, well as you say to, to make Ukraine the forever war, and that the the public were just too well informed. I mean, I I was looking at opinion polls across across Europe, and some of the some of the commentary you were getting from the US, like Douglas McGregor and and being given prominence by um, by Tucker and so on. It seemed to me that 
quite a, or not everyone but quite a few informed people knew as you say that ukraine was a grift and they they couldn't make it take off in the way they wanted to do you think that was a a plan that was foiled by the public or or, or not i think so i think what's going on is these um these rich man wars uh the the, the grift and the scam is being exposed so we know there were no weapons of mass destruction and we went into afghanistan and iraq and we were in Afghanistan for 20 years. That was a grift. And Iraq was, you know, we shouldn't have even been there in the first place because they had nothing to do with the, the Twin Towers. So people are starting to get get, uh, get the joke, okay? And people are, are realizing that these wars uh, in the name of democracy, we're going to bring democracy to Iraq, we're going to bring democracy to the Ukraine. But then, you know... The, 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 the independent media starts getting out stories that Zelensky is jailing his political opponents and uh, there's no democracy in the Ukraine, that, that officials from Ukraine are the summering in Europe and their children are driving around uh, Lamborghinis and partying. And, you know. This all started to get out and it's, it's, it's an awakening that's been in the making for 50 years. So the, the, these kind of stories don't sell anymore, but you know, Israel is very emotional uh, uh, the, on both sides, so you're going to create conflicts. You've got, you got two camps. You've got pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian. They're both very emotional, and that creates a new, a new uh, uh, way to um, look over here, don't look there. Sure. I get that. Yeah, I, I've been a bit surprised and disappointed by... Okay, so you expect the usual suspects to be saying, you know, the 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 pro-Israel faction and the the pro-Palestinian. You expect them to do their things, but people who are awake, people who know that nine eleven was an inside job, uh, and that 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 was deliberately created to generate this so-called war on terror, they know the Vietnam War was caused by the Gulf of, of Tonkin incident, which was a false flag. We, they even know that Pearl Harbor was a false flag, that it was designed to, to, to bring America into the, into the war. They know, they know all this stuff. And yet somehow they seem to be looking at what, what I think even, even some of the Israeli leaders has described as Israel's Pearl Harbor or even Israel's 9-11, big clue. Yet they seem to be falling for the, for the bait. Yeah, because it's emotionally charged and they don't want to seem to be uh, viewed as a bad person. You know, I, I don't know right. if you noticed my Twitter feed. I'm not really getting dragged into it because my focus is vaccines. I, you know, yeah, it, you have. It's not that's not my jam, and I'm not, really not going to talk about it except mocking people who say stupid things. Like Vice President Pence said on uh, CNN that it that, that this conflict is DeSantis's fault, uh, Vivek Vivek's fault, and Trump's fault. And, uh, you know, that's just an absurd comment on its face. So I'll comment on absurd things, but I'm, tr I'm not going to get into this debate because war, there are losers on both sides. I did put out a tweet yesterday, qui bono, with a question mark. I think people knew what that meant. And, you know, who, who, who benefits? Certainly not the common Israeli folks. Uh, it's certainly not the common Palestinians not involved with Hamas. And it's certainly not the American people that may have to go and fight the war fight to protect Israel. It's not none of these individuals benefit from it. totally. Yeah. I I'm feeling massive solidarity right now with all those Israelis 
who know exactly what's going on and don't like it one bit. Yeah. And 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 and, and then the Palestinians have nothing to do with Hamas or getting blown in smithereens. Those are the people we care. We care about Israelis and Palestinians that have nothing to do with yeah. that. And anybody picked totally. aside, you're, you're falling into the trap. Yeah. Oh, there are going to be so many, so many people in the in the Arab world who are going to get wiped out by 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 bombardment from expensive missiles and stuff by the Israelis, by the Americans and so on. It's going to be horrible. It's uh, and, and anyone who's applauding this, like Jordan Peterson, who uh, I can't remember what phrase he used, something something about how hatred is justified if you hate the right people or, or some such. Well, you know, Jordan's a little confused. Uh, he was against the Ukraine war, apparently, but he's for... You see, this is, this is the trick. He's been emotionally charged. And uh, look, there's going to be bombing on both sides. It was apparently the Afghanistan weapons we abandoned when we left Afghanistan and found, them, found themselves in the hands of Hamas. Oh, isn't that surprising? So Hamas has bombs. Israel and the U.S. have bombs. There's going to be bombs flowing back and forth. So uh, it's going to be um, a disaster and death and destruction. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't see this one coming. I knew, there, I knew that there was some, an event coming to cover up the vaccine issue and the Ukraine issue. But uh, I didn't see this. And, you know, I, gotta, I have to applaud them because it's an emotionally charged issue and it's going to suck people into sides again. And once you get people on sides, you know, nothing, you know, the same old thing happens. I, and I imagine it suits the, the Netanyahu regime, uh, this, this war, because after all, few countries in the world were quite so comprehensively vaxxed to the eyeballs as the poor Israelis. The Israelis, the uh, Israelis were one, they were a Pfizer experiment. I mean, it was, they were exclusively Pfizer. They were vaxxed to the gills. They were, I mean, I think they had up to five boosters and, uh, and, and they're having a lot of issues health wise in, in Israel. And Netanyahu was a, uh, his government was a dictatorship when it came to the vaccines. And, uh, you know, this wipes, and also I think he was under investigation. Uh, there was a lot, there's a lot of, um, I, th- I think there was a criminal investigation of him. So this wipes a lot of things off the map. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do, do you, do you have, Figures on on vaccine injuries no, and not deaths. In Israel. In Israel. We, done, we have data on Europe, UK, Canada, uh, not Canada, Australia, and the US. We just haven't looked at the Israeli data. Right. Yeah. Well, tell tell me how the story has advanced since uh, you wrote Cause Unknown. I mean, you 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 were onto you were onto this vaccine injury really from the get-go you knew it was going to happen and, you, and you, you warned us that it was going to show up in excess mortality and also in in disability yeah yeah um, what, what what we need to focus on the deaths while tragic and that's the most adverse event from a vaccine injury is death that's that's the worst adverse event uh the excess deaths are horrendous but the numbers in disabilities and injuries is way bigger. So we did a vaccine damage report that came out several months ago. And uh, so the deaths in the U.S., we're talking just U.S., uh, were about 300,000. That's probably on the low side, very conservative um, estimate. 
disabled from the vaccine, 1.36 million, and injured is 26.6 million. And what we found in our journey is the injured is a, is a big number, and that manifests in chronic illness and lost work time, which you can measure from uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. We found that lost work time is up uh, 12 and a half standard deviations in 22 from a 20-year baseline. 12 and a half standard deviations is uh, 3.8 standard deviations is the chance of lightning hitting you at least once in your lifetime. 12 and a half means that this is not just a coincidence. It's a, it's a trend change. So, so we have, we have people chronically sick that puts pressure on those who aren't sick because they have to make up for, you know, those workers that don't show up. So this is a disaster uh, that's getting bigger and bigger. And what, what I'm disappointed about and I was hoping was, you know, booster uptake in the U.S. Is, is, is abysmal. I think the last booster last year was uh, 17% uptake, which was good. And I think the booster uptake for this newest one will be even less. The problem is there seems to be medium-term effects from uh, the, 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 the vaccines people did take. And it's showing up in an acceleration of disabilities in the U.S. It reaccelerated in June. So we hit a high in September on disabilities of about uh, 33.2 million disabled, up from 30 in 18 months. And then we kind of went sideways, and I was hoping the number would come down. Then we shot up again in June, another million or so, and it's holding. So, uh, and excess mortality in the UK for uh, 14 through 55 accelerated to 20%. It was up, it was 16% in 21 dropped to 10, 11% in 22, now it's at 20. So there seems to be a reacceleration of death and injury. Um, and uh, that is not a good sign. So there seems to be medium-term effects. What, what sort, of, sort, sort of symptoms are we talking about? Uh, the, the whole body system, you know, heart attacks, uh, cancers, um, you know, liver failure, kidney failure, uh, genital issues, uh, you know, it, it affects all body systems. We did a, an analysis of the UK. It's called the pe personal independence payment system. And it's excess. We analyzed excess claims. Every, all body systems, for the most part, uh, went off the chart, off the rails in 22, meaning uh, meaning something something is going on medium term, which is affecting um Everything. It's this. This. This has been described to me. The vaccine has been described to me as a bioweapon. It just kind of wreaks havoc in the body. And the most extreme form is cardiac arrest. Uh, you know, sudden athletic deaths that we all hear about. The other um, slower kills are cancers. Uh, we're we're about to drop a report on cancers in the UK. We have clear signals that cancers are accelerating in 2022. Um, and they really weren't around in 2020, but they started, there, there was a small signal in 21, but 22, it, it's exploded. We're going to drop that report in a couple of weeks and we're going to show that turbo cancers are a thing. Uh, we know that because there's a, um, category, uh, of diagnosis where, you know, they open you up and they, they don't know where the cancer started. It's just everywhere. So, so that's, that's called, that's a turbo cancer. It's just, that's already everywhere. And so that that number that 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 has become a big problem. Yeah, a friend of mine um, lost her husband from diagnosis to to death 
was just over eight weeks and he was about my age a cyclist really super fit yeah no no previous health problems well how old are you james i'm 50 i'm 58 i'm 56 so this guy was your age my age he was a cyclist he i'm guessing he started to feel ill went to the doctor so they didn't even he, he didn't even know he had cancer they figure out no they figure out he had cancer and then he's dead eight weeks later yeah and, and what do we know what cancer he had or was it already threatened? yeah we do. It was a rare cancer. It started off in his nose and he, and he noticed that his teeth were sensitive. And I mean, it, it, it had within a few weeks, it had metastasized into the, it, it had gone everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's a turbo cancer. That's not normal. I mean, it's, it, it, it happens. But now we're hearing stories like this all over the place. And oncologists yeah. are seeing this. Yeah, but here's the weird thing, and th and this is what depresses me. I speak to normies about this, and they all know. Everyone knows that they've got a lot more friends and acquaintances who who are iller than you know. People have got. Everyone knows somebody, several people who've got all sorts of things, ranging from blood clots to to neurological problems to cancer, whatever. And yet everyone has, has suddenly accepted it. Everyone's been sort of, it, they've normalized this. They think, well, it's because I'm getting older. And so all my friends are getting older. And therefore, this is what happens when you get old. Look, I'm 56. You're 58. We didn't get the vaccine. You didn't get the vaccine. I didn't get the vaccine. No. Um, you know, I, there was a period in my life when I was a lot less healthy than I am now in my 30s. I was a train yeah. wreck. Um, yeah. I'm in the best shape now. Uh, better shape than in my 30s and 20s because, you know, I've cut out a bunch of bad habits. I don't even think about death at my age. And you're not supposed to be people in their 50s aren't supposed to be dropping dead and getting turbo cancers or or uh, neurological problems. And I forgot to mention the neurological problems are a big deal. Those uh, our analysis of the UK PIP data shows that all sorts of mental illnesses and and neurological problems have gone off the off the charts. There's something we need to talk about with the vaccines. It, it, it is affecting people's decision-making. That's why we're seeing a lot of madness in the world. Um, a lot of people, I think, are, I, I, I think if you're honest with some of your loved ones that have taken the vaccine, you've noticed cognitive decline in many. Um, and it's just a fact. Uh, this, this thing wreaks havoc on the body. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it's... Can I just, just ask you again about those figures you gave me about America? That you said 26 million people have been... We think injured. Made so, that we got, so, we, we, injured. so we took the clinic. We, 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 we estimated that number from the, the Pfizer clinical trials, and we put it on a pocket, you know, severe adverse events, people who were who are hospitalized and are sick, and we, and we imputed that number. And then we, we know that that's occurring from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics data which shows absences and work time lost off the hook. Right. So, so, so people are sick and they're missing work. They're not disabled yet. So injured can go to disabled, disabled to dead. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not static. It, it, these categories can move and, and, and the, something that people don't understand is morbidity leads mortality. So this big sudden increase in disabilities this summer in the U S will lead to deaths, a spike in deaths later this, uh, winter and, 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 and spring.
So we expect that right. to kind of spike again in six to six to eight months, maybe even three to eight months. So twenty six million um, injured. That, and you said what three hundred? That's an estimate. Estimate and three hundred thousand dead. Deaths. This is a twenty two. Okay. Uh, this is only twenty two. The injured could be more right. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, presumably that dwarfs America's casualties in World War Two. Well, let's, for let's talk about. So we have a three hundred thirty million population. There's about one hundred sixty yeah. million in the civilian labor force, and then there's a hundred million full time employed. Okay, so three hundred thousand dead, one point three million injured, twenty six. Uh, I mean, one point three million dis- disabled, and twenty six point six. It's about twenty eight. Almost 29 million Americans are either dead, disabled, or, or chronically ill. That's, a, that's 30% of the workforce. That's 30%. Wait, that's, so, so, so look, if you're wondering why everything's getting harder and harder to get or do, it's because everyone's sick. Not everyone, yeah. but a lot of people are sick. Right, and, and that's only going to get worse. The good, the good news is not, you know, if... I know a lot of people who got the vax, but they stopped after the first dose, or they got one booster and they stopped. The good news is if you didn't get any adverse reactions right away, you're probably okay. You should probably try to detox yourself. I don't want everybody to think there's a ticking time bomb, but, um, you know, uh, why, why, would, why, would the, why would you not be uh, hurt and others hurt? Well, a lot of this vaccine need to be stored at minus 78 degrees. And if it wasn't, and 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 it, and it uh, degraded, you got you got poisoned a little bit, but not not the you didn't get the delivery system. You got goop in your arm. So a lot of people got goop, which is good because the, the uh, you know if you went to a Walmart and you went at two two in the afternoon to get your vaccine, there could have been a vial sitting out on the counter because each vial had five doses, and. Uh, and and you got a you got a warm dose. You didn't get the you didn't get the death dose. You got you just got some goop. The other thing is, if the vials weren't sh- shaken, uh, you know all the all the all the bad stuff was at the bottom. So that's why a lot of people are like, well, I'm seeming to be fine. Well, you you probably got a degraded vaccine that wasn't stored at the proper. It needed to be at minus seventy eight degrees. If it wasn't. And it was left on the counter for too long. It, you got goop. So that's the good news. I always ask people this because because I, I I do not take the line that some some unvaxxed people take, which is yeah, serves them right. The fools, they you know, they, they were idiots. I don't take that because we've all got loved ones who did succumb. Absolutely, and um, not every, and not everyone was informed or had time. They just trusted. They they wanted to keep their job. They thought you know the the. Most of the people who took this were not religious about it. This was not, and they weren't like, they weren't like, oh, I'm on the blue team. I got my vax, and I hope, I hope the MAGA people die. Okay, <laughs> yes. most people weren't like that. Okay, yeah, and those are the people we need to bring over. They're the hardcore Covidians who keep taking their boosters. Who, who you know, this is a religion to them. They're gonna, um, they're gonna, um, you know, dar- d- Darwinize themselves out of the population, and that, you know, that yeah. you, you can't help them. But most people, we can. And I'm not. I'm in the same camp as you. I'm not excited about people being vaccinated and and and, and you know, falling ill. It doesn't. It, it, first of all, it's it's not humane. 
I have a lot of compassion for these people. And secondly, it's not good for anybody who's unvaccinated because if society breaks down, it's good for no one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the question I was going to ask you is, have you found, have you encountered protocols that work? That, that Yeah, the, Peter McCullough's got some over-the-counter um, uh, protocols. My daughter is on that. My son is on that because uh, they got vaccinated. Um, there are, your know, fasting seems to work uh, because when you go into fasting and, and just drink water for up to 48 to, you know, 72 hours, two to three day fasts, and if you do them once a month, your body goes through a process called autophagy, which eats any, you know, malformed protein. The spike protein is malformed. Your body will eat it as for fuel. So fasting can help. Um, uh, some of these protocols can help. Uh, they're, they're coming up. In, being on ivermectin seems to help uh, mitigate some of this. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of doctors working on this. I'm not a doctor, so you can go to the... Uh, FLCCC.com uh, first frontline COVID uh, care coalition. Uh, that's Pierre Corey's uh, outfit. Peter McCullough's got stuff. People are working on stuff. Okay, okay. Um, but given given the sterling work you've done exposing this stuff with with clear, unarguable figures, how is it that? the media has managed to suppress what ought to be the biggest story of our lifetime. Well, they're not going to be able to. And I've taken a new framing of this. I don't even mention the vaccine a lot of the times when I put out the data. I just put out the data. The data just speaks for itself. I go, what is this? This needs to be investigated. (laughs) I mean, that's all you have to say at this point, because the numbers are a joke. And And the standard deviation signals we're seeing are a joke. They're black swan events. And again, if anyone understands, uh, you know, for the audience that may not understand what a standard deviation is. So there's a, there's a normal distribution curve around an average, normal. And so it's a bell curve. And a standard, de- a three standard deviation, either way, plus or minus is on the tail. Okay. So three standard deviations in finance is a signal that something's changing. It's called a trend. We, we, we used to enter deviations to figure out trend changes, right? And make money for our clients. So in the medical, uh, arena, when you see a standard deviation of three and above, it's a signal that something's going on in the population. And I told you 3.8 standard deviations is the probability of lightning hitting you once in your lifetime. We have standard deviations 10, 12, 15, 20, which is so improbable. It's it's laughable. That's why why I just put out the data and uh, say, hey, what is this? This is odd. You know, <laughs> you mean it's like being hit by lightning three or four yeah, times exa- in your exactly. life. Exactly. Or, or, you know, <laughs> so, some of the, uh, like a 25 standard deviation is like probably the same as getting hit by lightning every other month. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then eaten by a shark. Yeah, then eaten by a shark <laughs> on Maui. <laughs> <laughs> that's not so, that's not so rare. No, no. So, you know, it's funny. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in finance and there was a year. Uh, I vacationed on Maui before I moved here in 2014 for years. And we were here in uh, 2013 and there were six shark attacks on Maui. And that was, and, and that, w- that was statistically off the charts. And so people were like, why are they doing this? And what's happening? Now I came up with a theory and I can't prove it, but my theory was this. Well, Fukushima occurred in 2011 
it took out a lot of the uh, food supply in the, in in the, in you know the Pacific Ocean, so sharks had to come look for new food. Now, and it's a thesis; I could be wrong, but uh, you know, you see a six standard. It was like it was like seven or eight standard deviation event on Maui in 2013. I'm like, well, they're hungry, so they go where the food is, and the food is offshore. <laughs> why not? Why not? Um. So um. All this stuff isn't going to go away. No. I mean, apart from the trouble we're going to have getting stuff, getting decent service and stuff, what what are going to be the knock-on effects to the general economy? So it's deflationary long-term. I mean, less people to buy less stuff. So if there's too much capacity, which, there, you know, if, if, mm. if, if we start to have an incapacitated populace that doesn't, you know, create homes uh, and families, you know, the, the biggest single driver of economic um, growth is when someone forms a household. Two, two people get together, have a couple kids, buy a house. That's like a big economic event. You start having less and less of that it's, and across the globe. It's deflationary. So deflation... Well, especially comes, with fertility yeah, issues yeah, caused yeah. by we, the... We haven't looked at those yet, primarily because... Fertility. So we need a baseline, right? So we're st you need a baseline. And if you look at uh, fertility baselines, they're very noisy because there are exogenous events that cause fertility to go up or down. But what we're going to analyze, fertility rates have come down. We can't say that's a signal yet versus history. But if it persists, if, if fertility collapses and stays down here, for a period of time, then we can say something. We're going to do projects on that, and you know, once we get more data. But I suspect fertility is definitely. If, if the vaccine is uh, affecting all organs, it's definitely affecting the genitals of men and women. There are, you know, claim, claims in the genital tracts uh, in the UK data are up off off the charts as well. So I'm sure it's affecting fertility. We just can't prove it yet statistically. We, we, we'll get on it. I would imagine that the market for unvaxxed sperm is going to be huge one day. Yes, uh, we, I, we joke about that. Uh, we joke about uh, unvaxxed sperm being like Bitcoin in, in its early days. <laughs> you know, because this is particularly hit home for me. I, I've just before this podcast, I went for a walk on the, in the fields around where I live. And this is the time, this is the topping season where rams are put in the field with, with whole flocks of ewes. And this harness is put on the front of the, uh, on the front of the ram and it's covered with, it's filled with red paint and, or, or colored paint. Every time he mounts the females, the, 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 the paint goes on her rear quarters, which signal to the, to the, the farmer that, that this, this ewe has been, has been tupped. And I was looking at this poor guy. I mean, he, he, he's, he's hobbled by having to sort of rear up over these, over these females. And you know, he's, he's got to cover about sort of 30 or 40, 40 females. It's going to be really tough for all those unvaxxed men impregnating the world to save civilization well there was a movie called children of men uh i don't know if you ever saw it with uh, yeah yeah clive owen. predictive programming yeah yeah clive owen and uh you know that is a we joke about that but that could become a thing hmm. 
Well, I mean, apart from this all being very depressing, um, there must be there must be some there must be some financial plays here. I mean, how is your how is your your hedge fund thing coming on? Your one for we special. Have, we haven't we haven't even raised capital because we've been so busy with the humanity project because that's more important. You know, saving lives is more important than we're gonna. But we've recently uh, started. Carlos, Yuri, and I have switched. Uh, focus and we want to start raising capital we hope to have something in the new year in uh, 2023 have a seed fund going and the idea is once we get the capital and uh, we can attract other uh, clients and then we'll use the profits from that to you know help form the new system uh, that's going to have to emerge from this we have a lot of projects we want to do that have nothing to do with finance but we can't do it without money. Unfortunately, you got to use the system, the current system, to create the new system. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? I, I was, I mean, I was looking back at some of my old conversations um, with 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 fellow awake people in about 2021, and I think at the time I I would have thought that by by now, where are we? 2023. Is that where yeah. we are? I thought it would be all over by now. I thought we'd be we'd be dead, or uh, the, the the financial system collapse would already have happened, and that we'd all be being in sort of concentration camps and and uh, and stuff. And yet here we are. Okay, we're on the brink of World War Three, which is not good. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm not dead yet. Where? Do you, do you think that the the evil one's plans has uh, have, they haven't gone quite to plan as they hoped or is it just that these things take longer to to play out than I'd I than we awake people had feared or or what what's the deal Well let's think about what happened and let's go back to 2020 and 21 um the plan and I remember it well was to have vaccine passports and quarterly boosters and that was yes. the plan. And it was and, and, and your freedoms were going to be sold back, back to you via a vaccination card. And uh, you, were, you had to sign up for quarterly jabs forever. And then they were going to introduce a digital ID. So the idea, the idea was to control the populace through this, this vaccination program. And it failed miserably because the vaccine didn't work. And people started getting COVID. People who got vaxxed started getting COVID. So that, so that I think one of the biggest acts of God was Omicron, which came in the in the in the in the winter, you know, December January timeframe of uh, 21, 22. and it, I mean, in the in the fall of twenty one, those who were vaccinated in positions of power were screaming for the vaccinated to be rounded up and put in camps, unvaccinated to be put in camps and forced jabbed. Because that that was the kind of fear that was raging then, and then everybody, then all the vaccinated started getting uh, Omicron and getting sick. So the, the the person who didn't care too much said, "This is ridiculous. Why am I?" So a lot, that's why booster uptake went went south, because people were like, "Why am I taking the, the the normal person who has a brain says, "Why am I taking something that doesn't work?" And why are there vaccine mandates? This is a so like we had enough of a critical mass at least in the U.S., and that kind of spread to other countries that said, no, we're not doing this. This is a joke. So that, that we, we, we were going that way, but Omicron came, 
and blew up the whole narrative. Okay, yeah, but but they've got us every which way, haven't they? They're, they're, I mean, they, they're going to collapse the... Well, I mean, the, the, we've got World War Three. I mean, which, which actually started years ago, didn't it? Where I mean, it started as an information war. The, the hot war may come in in um, Iran um, or wherever. But they've got they've got other plans. I mean, they've got CBDCs. Are they are they, are they on the back burner? They're, they're oh, yeah, still they're, coming. They're going to introduce that uh, at uh, when the economy is at its worst and people are unemployed. They'll issue you a UBI, Universal Basic Income. Let's say you're unemployed and you haven't worked for eight months and your family is about to starve, the government will offer a universal basic income, but you'll have to accept the central bank digital currency. So that's how they'll try to introduce that at maximum fear. Um, you know, the, 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 bo- the bottom line is, um, listen to what they say. In, about three, four months ago, uh, the World Economic Forum and Soros and others started to use the word polycrisis. Yeah. What is a poly crisis? That's a fancy term for uh, flooding the zone. Every all all the all the shit hitting the fan at once. So climate issues, economic issues, another pandemic, uh, war. You know, you got all three. Uh, oh, maybe aliens. So maybe five. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's called flooding the zone, and you want to if, if 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 your banking system by the very nature of the math is about to collapse and you're the central bankers and the politicians. If I was, if I was a high official in this whole scheme, I wouldn't want to be blamed for the, the economic turmoil that's coming. But I, but I, if I know it's coming, I want to manage it. So I create other uh, distractions and point to that and then use that to control the populace. That's what I would do if I was running the show. Cause Mathematically, hmm. this thing is going kaplooey. It doesn't matter. The, the way the banking, you know, we've, the Federal Reserve was started in 1913. We had the Great Depression. Uh, money supply went negative growth for the first time. But then, then the U.S. became the world reserve currency after World War II. So that gave, you know, that gave the, 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 the dollar system a chance to grow for 80 years. And this is what we've done. We've expanded the dollar system to the four corners of the globe. It's got nowhere else to go. We don't have a colony on Mars yet. So, you know, it's going to implode on itself. So here we are, 80 years, 80 or so years after the Federal Reserve currency establishment, and it's coming to an end. It's, it's just math. It's just math. Okay. I get the inexorableness of it, inexorability. Um what do we okay you and i are both christians we've we kind of know that god's got this ultimately but is there any hope in this earthly realm well oh, I, I how, think, how do we get look uh, look i think i think you, you look god is always in control of history but you got to do what you can and leave the results over to god so you, you can't be in fear you got to you know find other uh, journeyman in, in this in this battle and surround yourself with like-minded individuals and form networks that's the best you can do and you can't wor- yeah. you can't sit around worrying about the end of the world it's going to happen a lot sl- look i don't think the world's going to end i think it's just it's going to slowly just evolve and it's going to be co- kind of a glacial slow moving mad max scenario so it won't it won't ever be televised i mean five years from now 
you know, half the restaurants won't be open. The restaurants that are open will be, you know, half staffed. You won't be able to get your car fixed. You know, this is, this is what's, it just, this is, this is, you're just going to have to adapt, but you gotta, but you gotta, you gotta surround yourself with people that are, you know, that know what's going on that aren't living in fear. That's the best you can okay. do. And I, and I'm trying to stop the vaccination program. I'm not naive, you know, powers and principalities are against me, you know, the media, pharmaceutical industry, the politicians, but I, you know, I do what I can do, try to make people aware and hopefully they don't take a vaccine. And when I go into the six feet under, I help people, and, you know, that's it. Do you, do people like at your level of, of finance, people who aren't themselves what I call the cabal or the, or the predator class, they, you know, they're not, they're not the people who are behind all this evil, but who are nevertheless embedded in the financial system and pretty comfortably off. Have have they woken up to what's going on? Oh, there are some that I, I talk to some of them, and they know, and they're freaking out. And I tell, I, you know, look, if you have a lot to lose, it's it's the more you have, the worse it is actually, because you, you know you worry about this stuff. And I tell them, look, don't worry about the stuff, and don't you know over plan. I mean, some people are like, I'm gonna, you know, I want to get some people in the U.S. or think the U.S. is going to collapse, so they want to get its citizenship somewhere else. And I'm like, look, if the U.S. Yeah. collapses, there's nowhere to hide. So just, you know, shelter in place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, diversify your wealth. I mean, you don't want to be all in financial assets. You want to have a little bit of gold, a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit of real estate. You know, you want, you know if you're super rich, having a farm is not a bad idea. I, I don't have a farm. You know, I was not a, at a hedge fund, so... You know, I got divorced, so I, I don't have the resources some of my friends have, but it is what it is. And but I have lots of friends on this island and uh, we're forming we're forming loose networks. Like there's I, I'm a, so there's a, so the term Ohana, which is the small house on a big property, because a lot of people have two homes and they rent out the small house. But oh, Ohana is a term for community. So I have three Ohanas on Maui, one in Wailea, one in uh Kula, which is up country, and one in Haiku. So I have, I have networks of people across the island that are loose, loose networks where, you, you know, you can rely on each other. They have guns. You know, I have knowledge. They have food over here. We're, we're all going to figure it out. Uh, but, you know, human contact is more important than, than, you know, digits in a bank at the end of the day. I'm, yeah. So I imagine sort of networks... Presumably acquiring skills that, oh, that people like you and me. Like we, we, we joke. We're like, uh, we joke. Oh, you want to be a, uh, a part of our tribe? What's your skill set? You know, so, you know. And, and if you're a young, pretty woman, what's your skill set other than fertility? You know, right, right. So can you can you shoot an arrow? Can you skin a pig? Stuff like that. we joke, but we're starting to acquire skill sets. And just one question. I imagine this is not a good time to have a mortgage, is it? Uh, well, it, 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 if, if the whole system goes kaput, if you're in the house, it's your house. If you take this to the absurd end, you know, um, uh, uh, occupation will be nine-tenths of the law. So if you're, if you're in a house, there's not going to be enough people to come and take your house if the system collapses. So having a mortgage doesn't really bother me. 
The banks won't have that's people to take it from you if everything collapses. It's when it's a controlled collapse that that's, that's where it gets difficult and they can do it slowly. That's what I'm thinking, that, that there's going to be sort of uh, bail-ins, you know, they're going to, the governments are going to steal money from our bank accounts. Yeah, and... so, there, so uh, when the bank failures happened in March, I don't, people have already forgotten, there were huge banks that went bust overnight in March. And I, I was interviewed by a couple of financial networks, and they asked me, what do you think is going to happen? I go, well, there's two ways this can go, fast or slow. If you're running the show, you want it slow so you can manage it. Fast, nobody wins. And so far, it's been slow. They've been, they've been able to put their finger in the dike. They lent a bunch of money to the banks, and they're going to slow. They want to slow roll this. The slower, the worse it is for the common man. The faster, the better it is, I think, honestly. Right. Worse is better. Yeah. Quicker is better. Quicker is better. Rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, that's not fun. Well, because that's it, not fun. it'll be so much chaos, the powers that be won't be able to control it. If you can control, yeah. if you can control an economic collapse, you can come out on top. If you can't, you know, we don't know what. In a very strange way, in my humble opinion, chaos is better for the common man. The slow roll, where you know the governments are able to kind of like impose controls over time, that's a problem. Well, this is what this is why I, I worry slightly about this, about Israel Palestine. That it seems to me that, that, that again they're taking charge of the narrative with a really big story that's going to dominate the news agenda and people's imaginations. Uh, yeah, so people for, will forget about vaccines. People will forget about Ukraine, and now it's like every, now everyone's picked aside and they can yell at each other on Twitter and and scream and get angry. Right. Okay. But do you think? We are. Do you think this is revelation coming up? I mean, you know, the, the mark of the beast and well, stuff. Well, look, God's in control. If it is, you know, it is. But I'm not. I, I don't operate in a world like I just. I just do what I do. Take it day by day, and do the best I can. I can't. I can't worry about something I can't control. No, it's just that I'm not one of those Christians who thinks that we're going to get raptured i'm afraid i don't, I don't think you know, that's, that, that's that, the... that, that, that that's that that's that's too convenient um yeah uh i think i think you have to just take control of your own emotions and do the best you can and and be as spiritual and healthy as you can and you'll, you'll be fine and and you gotta just i try to live in the present moment as as to, as, as as much as i mean i'm in the the, the business of predictions and future think but I don't stay there too long because I did in my past and it's unhealthy to be constantly worrying about stuff you have no control over. So, you know, life goes on. People are going to have babies. People are going to go to weddings. People are going to go to dinners and, and hang out with friends. Live your life. Try to find joy. But don't freak out constantly. I mean, it's going to get difficult over time, but you can't, you can't live in fear of it. Are you familiar with Psalm 37? No. Why don't you illuminate? There's a really good line in it, which goes something like, Put thou thy trust in the Lord, be doing good, dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Yeah. Kind of sums it up. Yeah, and there was also, I, I can't remember the actual passage, but there's a lot of, um, uh, in the Gospels, there's a lot of uh, talk about present moment thinking. Uh, there was one story where they all went out uh, on a, a fishing boat with Jesus, and a storm comes and they're all freaking out. And Jesus says, Hey, you're with me. You're fine. 
focus on, on, on right now. And that's that, you know, when storms come, you can sit there and worry about what hasn't happened yet and cause mental illness to yourself, or you can just stay in the present moment and, and, and know that you'll be taken care of whatever that looks like. Yeah. Ed, thank you so much for appearing on the Dallying Pod again. And I'm, I'm sorry to have made you get up so early. Oh, um, I, but you've got, hey, you've got the day ahead of you now. <laughs> yeah, I get up, I get up early uh, most days here on Maui because that's just the nature of, uh, you know, I, when I was um, in the financial markets uh, before doing this, I would get up at 4 a.m. regularly. And, you know, there's a, there, we don't change uh, time zones here in Maui. So, in, this fall, it'll be five hour difference between the East Coast. Right now, it's six hours, so I gain an hour of sleep in a couple weeks. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I imagine you're going to spend the rest. You're going to put on your lay. And you're going to drink some pineapple and go surfing. No, I'm drinking Is that right? coffee, and uh, I'll do some work. Uh, we're working on a new uh, cancer report. Uh, for, that's going to analyze the UK excess cancer deaths. It's, it'll be, we just put out, we put out a cardiovascular report a couple of weeks ago and it's, it's, it's going to be eye popping. Oh dear. Um, where can people find you, find your stuff? So I wrote a book, Cause Unknown, that's available on Amazon. That's good to give your loved ones to think you're crazy because it opens up a lot of eyes. Uh, I want, uh, all of our work, uh, that's that we've done since the book is on at finance technologies spelled with the ph.com finance technologies.com ph instead of an f it's under the humanity projects we have so many we have so much data it'll it'll you'll be drowning in data and then i'm on twitter at doubt edward d-o-w-d edward and getter at edward Dow. even though twitter of course is a, oh, x as it's now known i, I, I call, i'm going to call it twitter until i probably yeah so am i it's a trap, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, he's not on our side, really. Well, he's an interesting man. And right now, he seems to be on our side, but that could switch. Uh, I was banned from Twitter for six months. He put me back on, so that's good. And until he takes me off, we'll see what happens. But, I'm, you know, I, I, like, again, that's out of my control. Yeah. Okay, Ed, um, thank you very much again. And, um, well, speak to you in a few, in, in a maybe a year's time, and we'll... Find out what's happening. Hopefully, the deaths and disabilities are are going down. Uh, unfortunately, given the current trends I'm seeing, that I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm hopeful. Yeah, let's hope so. Okay, thanks. Great, Great to talk to you Thank again. Thank you, James. Take care. Yeah. Welcome to the Delling Pod with me, James Dellingpole. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but it's even better than that. This is a promo for the event you've all been waiting for. You wanted me to do a live event in the North. I'm going to be doing a live event in the North, in Manchester. You've been angling for ages to get me to do a podcast with one particular person. I've held off till now, but finally the moment has come. Dellingpole meets Ike. Yup. I am going to do a live podcast event with the guy you could almost call the god... Well, certainly the living godfather of 
all the conspiracy theorists. I mean, most of them have been bumped off, of course, but not David. And I hope he, he stays around till this live event. Um, same applies to me, actually. It's going to be in Manchester, as I said, and it's on November the 15th. I'm really looking forward to seeing you all there. You can get your tickets, Brooklyn, while they're still available. You can get them on Eventbrite. You'll find the details below this little advertlet. Anyway, see you there. It's going to be fun. Bye.